everyone and welcome to the first episode of Lights Cannula Action. So for our first episode we thought we'd spend some time introducing ourselves just so that you can get to know us a bit more and hopefully after that you will still want to be subscribed to this podcast. <laughs> so getting started, my name is Catherine, I'm one of the co-hosts of Lights Cannula Action. I'm working alongside the lovely Rachel, who has, unfortunately for her, sacrificed a lot of her time having to deal with me. Well... Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> or vice versa. Rachel, would you like to introduce yourself? Oh, I do apologise for interrupting you there, Catherine. Well, guys, I would love to say that this is our first attempt at doing this first episode. <laughs> However... We are on take two of episode one, so let's hope that this is the one that we actually upload to Lights Cannula Action. So hi everyone, this is Rachel here, your other co-host of the podcast, and I guess there's nothing left but to get this episode underway. <laughs> okay, thank you Rachel. So this episode is going to be very much Q&A style, and I'm going to hand you over to Rachel to ask the first question. Yeah, so we thought our first episode, it would be a really good idea to just give you guys an insight into how we ended up here. So my first question for Catherine is, why did you decide to start this podcast? So I, it's something I've never really done before. I thought it would be really interesting to like do something new, especially within paramedic science. There's not really anything out there podcast wise and also just have a bit of fun have a laugh so when I approached you about it I'm I'm so glad that you agreed <laughs> I don't know I don't know why but thank you for doing so um why why did you say yes to doing the podcast with me Rachel oh why did I say yes <laughs> <laughs> after all this as well <laughs> oh it's it's definitely been a laugh so far well I said yes because I honestly think this is a great idea. I think when we are done with the degree in three years' time, this will not only be a great reflection for us to look back on and see everything that we got up to, you know, the highs, the lows, the the breakdowns and everything else in between. So I think this will be a great tool. And as you know, I actually really enjoy a podcast. I would listen to The Recess Room and the basics podcast which I love dearly and there was nothing really like this when I was applying for paramedic science so I hope that for anyone that's listening to this and if you're considering applying for the course that this is of great use to you so yeah yeah the same for me as well Rachel I I didn't really look into podcasts when I was applying so if we can you know put this out there and make people aware that it exists and maybe it'll help future paramedic students when they're deciding where to go or how to approach things so yeah. hopefully we'll we'll do good in that sense yeah well, anyway we'll I'm do sorry, our best continue. no no you're <laughs> fine you're absolutely fine we will do our best and that is what we will do <laughs> <laughs> so question two I'll ask you this Rachel was there a specific moment where you realized that you wanted to be a paramedic Simple answer is no. There definitely wasn't a specific time and I definitely didn't always want to be a paramedic. That would be something that would be a total lie. 
if I came on this podcast and said, you know, ever since I've been a certain age, this is what I've wanted to do. Now, don't get me wrong. For those of you who are at the age of just leaving school and you know this is what you want to do, I think that is amazing and I wish you all the success if this is what you decide to go and do. But for me, uh, it actually occurred probably a year and a half before applying for the course. Somebody just made a very nonchalant comment about, hey, would you ever consider being a paramedic? I think you'd be quite good at it. And I looked into the trainee technician role, being an emergency care assistant within the ambulance service, and ultimately decided this was the route for me. And here we are. <laughs> what about you? Well, I mean, I completely agree with you because there, was, there wasn't a specific moment when I realised I wanted to be a paramedic. It's, it's all a bit blurry. All I remember is there was a moment where I didn't know what I was doing and then suddenly this is what I was working towards and I, you know, I applied for studies so that I could become a paramedic. But no, there, there wasn't a specific moment. I'm actually quite jealous of, you know, people that realise from a young age, I wish I had and I had wasted, you know, 10 years after school not actually doing what I wanted to do. But ultimately, it doesn't matter how old you are or what age you decide you want to do this because really, it's just it's just an amazing, amazing career. And we're very lucky that we're getting this opportunity to study towards it. Yeah, so I guess our, our next question is, so if not a paramedic, what do you think you would be doing right now, Catherine? Um, well, it's, it's a difficult one because when I was at uni before I was studying psychology and my whole plan since I was younger was to become a psychologist, particularly an educational psychologist, so working with children. And once I started uni, I realised it wasn't really for me. Um, Ultimately, the dream I had when I was a child was to be an actress. I'm not even lying. I I love theatre. I I love being on stage. Um, But as well as that, I also wanted to be um, a microbiologist, which is a weird one. I just I want to do so many different things. So I'd probably be an actress, though, if I wasn't a paramedic. So I'd probably be making a lot more money. But anyway, Rachel, (laughs) (laughs) what what would you be doing? Oh, a good question. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. But I think had I not been accepted onto paramedic science, not only would I still be lifeguarding because that's the job that I'd done for a long time, but previous mm. to coming and doing this, I've got a degree in sport and exercise science. So I would like to think that I'd have a graduate mm. job in that industry. But to be honest with you, my route to paramedic science hasn't always been so linear. I wasn't the best in school and I, at the very end of high school, figured out this to be due to having dyslexia and struggling with exams. And I just didn't understand my learning style so well. So when I went off to college and I got my entry into university and completed my honours degree, that was me... I thought this is where I was going to remain but then I joined the ambulance service as a community first responder and for you guys that might not know what that is it's a voluntary role within the service that involves supporting the professional service with basic life support assistance and it all just unraveled from there so 
So yeah, it's definitely a weird one, but I think it's safe to say I'd still be lifeguarding and potentially a sports scientist somewhere. And that's fair enough. I mean, I've, I've said to you already that it's amazing that, you know, you work so well considering like the drawbacks you had when you were in school. Um, it's obviously like a really difficult thing to have to deal with. And a lot of people don't realise, you know, the issues they have when it comes to learning and education. It's such a, it's just hard for people to, you know, get it acknowledged when they are in school. And a lot of people realise later in life that they're dyslexic. Yeah, 100%. We, in university right now, you'll often find a lot of the mature students are only in their late 30s, 40s, finding out that they have dyspraxia, dyscalculia or dyslexia. Um, And you can imagine what it's like spending that amount of time either believing that you just don't have the capabilities to do what you want to do, but it's not until you're provided with the resources and the knowledge of how you learn, really the world is your oyster, not to go into cliches, but it is definitely, there's some truth in that. Of course, and there's there's more to education than just, you know, test results, etc. So it doesn't mean that you're going to be bad just because you've, <laughs> you've not got the grades, etc., which is exactly what you've proven. Oh, oh, thank you, you very much. Tell, you can tell your teachers that I'm a successful woman. <laughs> I very well might just do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So um, question four for you, Rachel, what are your initial thoughts so far? Do you think you're making the right choice in studying paramedic science? I do. I must say there is no regrets, no anxiety in my choice to do this whatsoever. All cards on the table. I can be a quite well, I can actually be quite anxious in my personal life. And I don't mean that to to say it so nonchalant again towards people who do actually suffer with anxiety on a day-to-day basis, but I can be so indecisive and I can go back and forth with things, you know, have I made the right choice? But I can say with 100% that this was the best and the most solid choice I've made in my life so far. And it just feels right. I don't know if, if you know what I mean, but it just it just feels so right like right place right time just right I can't really like explain how much I agree with that it really does just feel right place right time I don't think I could have done this I obviously I'm 28 years old now I don't think I could have done this when I was 18 just leaving school it's that life experience and everything else on top of it that that really makes you realize that you're going to be perfect for this role um so yeah absolutely no regrets I think it's just one of the best decisions I've ever made and I'm not I'm not unhappy with it at all I'm so glad that I'm here now as well it's the perfect year for it for me I actually love the way that you've described that there it's there's a lot of truth in that and I'll be honest there's people on our course who are just leaving school and who are also in the same Mm -hmm. boat of being so sure of themselves and I just have nothing but respect for that but for me I would not have been the best version of myself then that compared to now to do this type of course and to enter this type of career. So what I would, if I could give somebody one piece of advice in terms of what is the right time, it's there's no answer apart from you will just know within yourself. Um, So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Like some people have this great life experience when they're younger. Some people have it when they're older. For me, I needed that time. But then I know a lot of people that have just finished school that 
like I've had these experiences and they're ready for it. So yeah, there is no exact time, but I think it's important to acknowledge that like that life experience, even from when you're younger or a bit more mature, it's, it's very beneficial definitely within paramedicine. Yeah, 100%. Well, that I guess that nicely brings us on to a question that nobody really asked for, but I think is really important. <laughs> Why did so, nobody ask for Well, without further ado, what is the correct way to eat Jaffa cakes, Catherine? Oh my God. Rachel, is this because you were eating Jaffa cakes earlier? Yes. Perhaps. I just <laughs> quite like to cover it today. <laughs> I mean, it's a very important topic, I'll give you that. Um, How I like to eat my Jaffa cakes? Well, I think this, I mean, it's really deadly serious now. The cake first, that's got to go first, that's it. Then you get rid of the chocolate, the chocolate on the top, and then you're left with a little Jaffa bit, and then you eat the Jaffa bit. You kind of like, yeah, that's how you do it. And I don't don't accept any other ways, really, to be quite honest (laughs) with you. So Rachel, I already know I already know you're incorrect because I'm sure you're gonna say otherwise. <laughs> Rachel, always... how do you eat your Jaffa cakes? Well, seeing that you asked so nicely, I suppose I'll just have to tell you. <laughs> I, however, so you go around the Jaffa cake so that you're left with the three layers of the Jaffa cake, and then you get the cake bit at the bottom. Then you get the chocolate off the top so that you're just left with that orange jelly bit and then you can eat that knowing that you've had a very successful experience. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't don't disrespect your beliefs, but I also think you're incorrect at the same time. Um, Yeah, no, you're you're wrong, but I respect you being wrong, if you understand. I, I... I think we can settle on that. That's that. That's fair. I can go. I can go to sleep with that. That's okay. <laughs> if if anyone listening to this at this point thinks, why am I listening to this? Please just, I don't know, make make a post or a comment on our page, Lights Canyon Action on Instagram, and just say how you like to eat your Jaffa cakes. Do you agree with me or do you agree with Rachel? Because it's- this is obviously an important debate. It is, and I already know I'm going to win the debate, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we will see about that, won't we? I'll probably be the only person that votes for the way that I do it, but I'm pretty sure my dad does it this way too. So that's two people out of, you know, the however million there is <laughs> in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, this has been a lot of fun, and I hope that anyone who's listening to this takes a little bit of comfort in the fact that there are more than one, there's more than one route to get into paramedic science and you just need to do it when the time is right and honestly just go for it. It's it's great. I know that we're only eight weeks into the course, but I'm excited for what's to come. That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Rachel, and we will see you all really soon. Thank you for listening. Yep, thank you so much and see you in episode two.